This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, horse people. This is Coach Jen from Ocala, Florida, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network, this time for March 6th, 2020, episode 2386. Friday, looking for the hippest way to start your weekend? You eat what you like, I'll eat what I like. Happy New Year to you. Greetings, all Hit'em crew is out and about gathering intel for more equine-inspired shenanigans for the show. So sit back and enjoy this previously aired masterpiece from the Hit'em Audio Vaults. See, you got to remember, Debbie Lauks, this is a live show and there's no cuts and there's no edits. No. <laughs> Remember when we talked and I said, please be point, please be point, please be point. Yes, and I know. I was I in second say, command. Yeah. You're blue. You still have to, write, you have to introduce yourself. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stop yelling at you because I thought that was hilarious. And I think you're awesome. And I'm really glad that you're here. And I want you to come back. So, <laughs> yeah. so you did great. Well, I want to laugh through really bad ads. I never got to do those before. So, yeah, don't kick me off yet. I know, I know. So you're here filling in for Glenn. Jennifer, the producer, where is your husband? Oh, he's off in South Florida somewhere doing some kind of game thing. He's off He's off doing his other podcast, Finding Florida, which is really so, just an excuse to take vacations. What <laughs> you're saying is he's off with another woman. He is. And are you loving the fact that somebody is taking your husband away part-time? <laughs> Well, you know, except for Friday mornings between 9 and 10.30. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this it is so stressful. Uh, oh, <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. So stressful. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. We don't care. We don't care. Oh, that's going to be a new. Okay. That's it. I'm going to make an entirely new bumper. Just making a new just bumper. A, mo- a new bumper just for days that I have to produce by myself without Glenn and it's going to have exactly. let it go on there. Yeah. First I mean, real problem. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, um, Glenn is gone. Debbie's filling in. It's going to be a good show. Jennifer, why don't you tell us all about it? Coming up on today's Kentucky performance products, freestyle Friday edition. We're going to have a chat with one of our auditors. That's right. Lindsay Pierce is going to stop by talk a little bit about her new horse. Cause we love new horse segments, uh, a little bit of mounted archery, just in case all the people who are shopping on the HRN auditors, Facebook page, don't need more encouragement to get new horses. We're going to talk right. about Lindsay's ta-da. And then later in the show, we're going to chat with a fella by the name of Ted Bassett. And he did the voiceover on a new commercial that uh, the Keeneland Racetrack in Kentucky put out. And if you haven't done so already, you need to go watch it on YouTube. I posted it on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. Uh, tissue alert, people. Can we? And I didn't cry. I just got goosebumps. And yeah. can we play it on the show? 
before he comes on? I don't see why not. It's a it's a commercial. All it's right, just more well, ads. perfect. Yeah. Have that ready. I'm gonna have, have that, that ready. ready, definitely. And of course, it's really bad ads day. So uh, break out the sarcasm button. Get dun, my dun, dun, southern dun. accent on here. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn, Debbie. Oh, really? Okay. So I am not, I'm going to be point. Okay. So I thought you'd like this. This is sort of a daily Winnie out to all those who love OTTPs or retired thoroughbreds and to Jamie who loves everything about Zenyatta, right? Okay. Yeah. My daily Winnie goes out to, that wasn't my daily Winnie. Then my daily Winnie goes out to a lovely Isabella D'Souza who has um, taken up the cause of rehoming um, or, you know, actually getting a new purpose for the life of a horse who is the son of um, Zenyatta. You know Cosmic One? Do you remember that? I, 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 I do know Cosmic One, and, and you're bringing up something fairly sensitive to me, and I'll tell you why. Okay. The day Cosmic One was born, I went online and I put him in my virtual stable, And I said I would provide home for him when he was done racing. Oh, and then little Isabella Sousa with all her talent swoops in and takes him away from me. And you didn't have a chance. I was waiting for him. And I know you say that, but I felt like maybe I did. (laughs) You still have a second chance as a, he could be a three day eventer. See, he's like jumping the moon. Well, maybe he's not quite there yet, but, but I love that this young Isabella D'Souza, who, you know, probably her, um, her mom is an equine veterinarian at Haggard Equine Medical Institute, you know, big Mm -hmm. one. And her dad is also in the industry too. So she was kind of like born into that. And I love that she's just taken him as a retired racehorse. What he never raced, but I mean, he did yeah. race. He did, oh, race. did. He raced once, right? Is no, I raced three or four times. He did. Oh, just shoot. really, really sad. <laughs> really didn't. Want to, um, no. He no. really didn't want to do that. But I love when people repurpose thoroughbreds, don't you? And they're, you know, they're super talented. Maybe not as for you know versatile as a, a Mustang or something, but they really are super talented. And you just got to find what their job is. So, oh that's my gosh, why my, my daily Winnie goes out to Isabella and Cosmic One. Oh, man, it's just when I see her and I hear of all her successes and happinesses, I get so super jealous. <laughs> but Zyconic is out there somewhere. That's right. Zyconic is out there. Yeah. There's still a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. Um, so as you guys know, I, um, let me give you the reader's digest version, which is like a shortened version for those who don't know what reader's digest is. Um, <laughs> I'm moving. it's true people a certain age only knows about reader's digest. Okay. <laughs> My mom still gives it to me as a subscription for Christmas every year. Oh, how cute is that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just bought a farm in my husband and I just bought a farm in Oklahoma And I am beginning to tell my clients that are here and try to repurpose my clients and find them a new trainer, a new boarding facility. So I found everybody someplace to go. And there was one of my clients that boards a horse here. I don't talk about him much because he's not my horse. He's a little pony. He's a POA pony. And his name is Jacob. And when I found Jacob eight years ago, he was nine years ago. My gosh, nine years. He's been with me for nine years, but never belonged to me. Um, so, but 
that that gets you to know them very well. He sorted cattle when I found him. And we made him into an event pony. He went novice, which is like three foot. And he's 13 too. He's amazing. But he also is one of those that prone to laminitis and, you know, gets fat off air and insulin resistant and very high maintenance. He has become, as he's gotten older, fairly high maintenance. Mm -hmm. So I I was talking to his owner and I'm like, hey, I think like mid-October, we're probably going to be taken off. We found a farm, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh my God, that's great for you. Okay, well, if you can send me any recommendations of places to go, that would be great. So I get on the horn, message all these people. Hey, are you guys boarding? Do you have spots? They like my neighborhood. This little private kind of community. And I find like 10 people and I send her the list and she's like, actually... What? Is there any way you can just keep him? Oh. <laughs> oh, of course, right? Uh, 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 what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chad, I we have I did another pony. Yeah. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> so it's still in the air right now, but my my oh, dear wow. sweet husband, I, I'm like, you know, he's a very nice pony. Yeah. I'm already doing all of these things for Zeus because he gets fat on air and he's insulin That's resistant true. too. And I'm like, maybe That's Zeus could true. have a friend in, in the dry lot with him. Yeah. <laughs> they can be yeah, muzzle buddies. <laughs> muzzle buddy, <laughs> muzzle buddy, and they are the two that wear muzzles. So uh, that's yeah. definitely true. And so, uh, um, yeah, muzzle buddies, sanctuary, you are, or sucker, and my forehead, <laughs> sanctuary yeah. on my shirt, sucker on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Like we'll take. see. Yeah, uh, free horse. You know, free you horse. never, never can get better than a free. Free horse. So well, I'll keep you guys up to date on that. But yeah, yeah looks like that, looks like a, a new member of the future flyover farm. The three Fs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, there's something that I wanted to talk to you about. All right. Because you're a bit of an expert at this point. And I just I haven't talked about him because I it's just but it's an interesting story and I want to hear it from you I've been saving it till you came on and that is I want to hear the story of Chautauqua maybe okay. our listeners don't know who Chautauqua is so first off who is Chautauqua 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 is has been running both in Hong Kong and Australia and Chautauqua so he's a racehorse is, right he's a sprinter He's a gelding, and he's uh, nearly eight now, um, and he's a phenom. He's just one of those, you know, one in a million athletes, just like you hear about, who um, has developed a little uh, a little refusal to leave the starting gate. Okay, and he's backing up, though. Let me stop you there. Yeah. So Chautauqua is a racehorse that r- runs in, is it Australia? Well, he's running Hong Kong, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hong Kong, what are his, has anybody bloodlines we would have heard of, or are they not? Uh, gosh, probably not. You know, um, he, he, he's, he's just a freak of nature. He really, he is. He, and that's, you know, and he's a gelding. So guess what? You know, what he does on the track is what he does because, uh, if they retire him, there's a big drama in there. Then he really, we don't know, you know, about this, uh, these thoroughbreds. What do you mean you're stable, Jamie? 
Put him in now. Yeah. Do you have room for him? See, Gosh. Isabella gets Cosmic One. I'll take Chautauqua. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, Chautauqua would probably be a great inventor too. He probably can do anything. He's such an athlete. So he's one of those guys that um, record. he's won $9 million. What? Yeah, he's won $9 million. And he's up for um, a decision because he is currently banned from racing Unless he passes three trials, one of which is tomorrow. And in Sydney, let's see, I happen to have the world clock up here. Um, Sydney, it's 11 p.m. about in Sydney right now on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, between race three and four, he will be in a trial. It's an unusual thing. They put together a trial race. They usually do those on dark days, off days at the track, where they uh, you know, trial these horses to see if they're going to be ready for prime time, you know, if they've okay. had issues, usually so, at the starting gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Chautauqua is a very, very valuable racehorse, but he is a gelding. So his value that they find right now is to keep him running. And as you were saying, he's developed a a problem. And what is the problem? Yeah, unusual problem. He doesn't want to leave the gate. So he'll go in the gate. Um, he's had some issues with that, but that's not his big issue. That's typically that's the issue. Can't get him in there. Oh, well, scratch. But this one, you go in and then the gates open and he goes, yeah, I don't think so. And then sometimes he actually then will start and he overtakes the field and wins by like kills him. So, <sighs> so super talented, super talented, which is super frustrating to some owners and a trainer. Um, and, and he's, he is a cult hero in Australia right now. And even in Hong Kong where there's a lot of betting, he's just a cult hero. So it's interesting. There's this audience saying half the audience is saying, well, he doesn't, he doesn't, it's like a human thing. He doesn't want to leave the gate. He doesn't want to race anymore. But the problem is if you put some chalk down across the line and you just started the old fashioned way without a starting gate, which didn't start until like the 40s, he would start from there just fine. He he loves to run. And actually the jockey, you can Google him. He's an interesting story. His name is Tommy Berry. He's a young guy, young family man, really nice guy. He wrote a really nice article on Chautauqua this last week about what a champion he he knows he has under him. He just, you know, has a turbo boost that rare horses have and he wants him to run you know obviously and not selfishly if you read it you'll hear why I mean this guy wins everything and you know doesn't need one more horse necessarily he just recognizes the greatness in this horse Um, and you know it's, it's a shame that behaviorally nobody has figured him out because it's not a it's not a medical thing it's not a physical thing anything like that it's somebody's been unfair to him in the gate i guarantee that and i guarantee he's smarter than the average bear and has figured out that you know i'll go in here just fine but i don't like it and i'm just not going to jump out of there cuz i don't like what happens when i jump out of there and it's not the running part actually has into pressure um and you know we've talked about that jamie being a brand new Monty Roberts certified instructor. Has anybody heard that yet? I don't know. <laughs> I, I definitely wanted to talk about that. You understand some things like positive thigmotaxis, which is that into yes. pressure thing that horses have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
in, in learning that, you learn a lot about behavioral issues because of the nature of the horse. And when you study those things, you start to look at a horse's behavior differently because they do things differently, don't they? What, what, do, you, what do you study? When you studied to get your certification, what did you study about into pressure? Okay, so I, I, I'm going to – I studied way more than I would want to blab on about here but yeah. I will give you guys a little bit of a training tip yeah good when you had your horse standing in the cross ties okay think about this and you go to put your hand in to push your horse Jen you can pop in for this when you go to push your horse over in the cross ties what is the first thing your horse does he leans on me the little turd <laughs> he, he leans on you do you know why your horse leans on you when you push on him. Because of that fancy word that Debbie used a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> Say that thing again. <laughs> yes, but why do they have positive stigmotaxis? I don't use that word. That's a that's a Monty word. I'm I, I might I'm not in that pay grade yet. Uh, uh, well, um, I'm gonna give you my best guess because I'm not sure. Okay. okay. Um I think that is related to when predators dig into the side of the creature, their that's their defense mechanism to reduce the chances of getting munched on. Yeah. So think of this. Horses are 50. You, ding, ding, ding. You got it. Horses are 50 million years old, right? 50 million from the beginning to now. And oh, they've only been domestic. You're like, but my horse isn't a wild horse. Yeah. Your horse has only been domestic. Horse has been domesticated five to 6,000 years. Right. And if you look at this scale, if you look at like a timeline, that's, that's not even, you can't even, it's like a fingernail on a, you know, 10 mile timeline. So keep in mind that there really haven't been domesticated in comparison that long. So every horse, yes, every horse still has these instincts. Okay. So think of horses out in the field and your horse is the slowest one. Uh, You know, the the Mustang that's the slowest is the one that gets eaten and wolves are following and they jump up and they, you know, they always grab right where you're pushing on and move them over in the cross ties. They grab that little soft area of the belly because there's no bones there. It's just skin and guts. So they grab that area of the belly and they bite it. If the horse moves away from pressure, Bet. it will be eviscerated. Yeah. Done. Yeah. If yeah. it moves into pressure, it can stomp the predator, kick it in the face, run it over and then get away. So it. horses inherently have this into pressure syndrome. We like to call it where you're standing there and you go put your hand on the side of your horse and you push and they lean against you. And you're like, yeah. this stupid jerk. He hates me. <laughs> he leans on me. He knows I'm trying to get, no, it's just an inherent thing. And when you train horses, you have to train them to come off pressure. Think about pulling uh, a halter. You're pulling forward. They come forward. They feel a release teaching them off pressure. You're pulling them into a trailer. You're pulling them forward. When they come forward, they feel slack in the line. That's their release. So you have to teach the horse to look for the release of pressure. Mm -hmm. And if you can teach, timing Mm -hmm. is everything. Everything needs to be, you know, speaking of timing, if your dog pooped on the floor and you came home and you found it and it was like hours old, you don't walk in the house and beat your dog. Yeah. <laughs> like bad dog, bad timing. Bad and they're like, what is she talking about? She just gets home and starts yelling at me. I don't like yeah. this. So, so that's the timing point. Uh, when you are pulling your horse forward and they so come they forward, yeah. you have less than three seconds to give them a release to connect that in their small little brain. Right. Debbie. 
Exactly. You know what? Isn't she so smart, Jen? Listen to her. She's like a professor now. She's going to be such a good teacher. I can't wait for people to, you know, this is a big deal. I know it took you three and a half years, but um, that's a, that's pretty typical. It's a college degree, frankly, in my mind, or a master's degree if somebody is, you know, felt, you know, what's wild about this, Jen and I have talked about this on Horsemanship Radio too, but is that somebody can be 25 and be in the horse industry for like 15 years, right? I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of kids get into horses early and they're experts. They go through pony club. They go through, you know, they've been with horses all those years. Somebody can look at them like they don't know much, but look at you. Then you put another four years. That's a master's program really, <laughs> on horses. Everything. I, oh, I, you I'm know, so proud of you. So proud thank of you. you. I, I never finished college um, because I, it was like, you know, go to college or eat. And so yeah. I, I chose food. Yeah. survival <laughs> supposed to be your survivor too just like the horse yeah <laughs> exactly so I never said so this was very cool for me to I felt like I graduated college you to be did. honest you did it's it is tough and then you've got all the interning the hours the grunt the you know humility <laughs> all the, things that <laughs> the mucking and, and, uh, and muck at home but come on out and muck stalls out there too you know? yeah you had to go across states too and muck but some more to, to finish the 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 bit about into pressure yeah. How do you teach your horse to come off pressure? You know, they're you know, really generous that way. That Yeah. The, Dad has a thing called the top pole, um, and it's trained off pressure top. Uh, and he thinks that you should start, oh, it, you know, you can start as a yearling, 13 months, 14 months, something like that, if you want. And, you know, we all end up training our horses to come off the leg, right? Because mm-hmm. we're, we're counterintuitive to that. We push away from things that push into us. We, we move away, but horses don't, they move into pressure. So, um, everybody eventually, you know, side passing in every discipline, uh, teaches the horse the counter to that. So what you're doing is teaching them that release, that timing that you were just talking about. Um, you can use the pole, you can use your leg, whatever, but you don't have to do it when you're in the saddle. You can do it before they're even ever saddled long, long before they ever you know, think about riding a horse, you can get all that pressure out of them. Leave the pressure in the spots that you want to stay sensitive and just where you put your legs and things where you want to be able to push off. Do you remember when you're a little kid and the horse stepped on your boot and you push and push and push and the more you push, they leave. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so that true. That came on my mind. It was like, Oliver, you're on my <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's just something in them that they generously give over to us once they get it. So that's why that timing is so important that you were talking about. Like, like oh, why didn't you just say so? I get mm-hmm. it now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and that top pole that Monty has made, it's basically a pole with a sponge on the end of it. And you put it on the horse, you know, and you introduce it. Those of us that don't have the... Um, What's so he's just your dad is just a consummate inventor. Like he just invents things and he gets things done. Some of us are not as good at that, um, inventing or getting things done. So you can use your hand, you know, to start with by just put your hand on the flank area and push and ask them to don't get kicked, please. Yeah. Don't get kicked. Uh, Yeah. Hence the pull. Hence the pull. That's right. A good pull. But yeah, just uh, teach your horse to move away. Put your hand on your horse's side and then they lean and just stay there. Just be patient and wait. And then eventually they're going to go, okay, she's asking me, what's two plus two, two plus two, five, nine, seven, four. And then you're like, yes. (laughs) 
And then <laughs> because that four is when they move away, you're like, oh, look at it, move away. Oh, wait, I got a release. So they're going to touch again. You just touch whatever spot you want. You can do it behind the girth. You just anywhere on the horse. Put your hand there and ask them to hold it there until they move away. And once they move away, the pressure is released and they go, oh, I get it. And it's yeah. so super fast. So tying all this back to Chautauqua, do you yeah. think, does your dad think, and of course, for those who don't know, even in a rock, De- Debbie's dad is Monty Roberts. So uh, he is sort of known as that horse behaviorist guy. Yeah. And the uh, guy that, that teaches horses at the gate. So how is he involved in this and what does he think the problem is? Mm. Well, he hasn't seen the horse yet other than in video too, but he thinks that a lot of this is what you just described is into pressure and that uh, being a sprinter, you know, picture our Olympic sprinters, the guys, you know, the gals, you know, the humans, uh, they, they have a substantial rear end coming behind them, right? I mean, mm-hmm. sprinters are built differently than endurance horses and, um, they go sitting booty. The little booty back there. And they, you know, and quarter horse, think think that way too. So there's a lot of booty in the starting gate. And they can have issues from that, from the breakaway. And if you don't address that and make them very comfortable with all that, they can kind of shut down on you. And so um, they're thinking, I'm, I read so many articles and I've been talking to the owner of, of Chautauqua too. And they think he's developed a new trick. They think he's quirky. They think he's all this anthropomorphism. There's another good word. Anthropomorphism, mm-hmm. you know, is where you put human traits on an animal that doesn't really behave that way. And they're anthropomorphizing this poor horse and not figuring him out. So, um, interesting thing about Tommy Berry, the jockey, he rode a horse named Carlton house for the queen of uh, of England, Queen Elizabeth, in Australia, and, and Dad went down there and helped him with some issues that he had too. So Tommy Berry's ridden that horse. Then he also rode Pakistan Star. Now he's an interesting story. Just this last year, I think I talked about him maybe on one of your shows. But Pakistan Star uh, would run halfway through the race. He could win everything if he ran all the way. But guess what? He decided to stop in the middle of race quite often. Oh <laughs> and my so gosh. again, the betting crowd. They're not really happy with that because, you know, they put a lot of money down on this horse that's supposed to win. And then he goes, nah, I think I'll just stop in the middle of the race. So they call they called dad over in Hong Kong in December and they said, here's the deal. He's been stopping. He's now banned. And so they had to go through the trials like Chautauqua was going through right now. And he came out of the trials just fine after dad made a few training changes. Basically, that one was really interesting. The horse was in the training process, they would take him out, they'd work him, and then stop him at the end of it, and then turn him around and take him back to the barn. So he was always stopping, looking away from the barn, and and wanting to. All horses want to go back to the barn, right? They all know where home is. So, so Pakistan Star was barn sour. Yeah. yeah, and you know what he's done since then? Won eight million dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so they would stop him, and then turn they were him training. Around. They were training him to stop. And then what they do then is he would stop where he thinks he's supposed to stop. And then they would beat on him during the race in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people. And so then he became a cult hero, too. But like, he doesn't want to run because you beat on him in the middle of the track. Well, they didn't know what else to do, apparently. And um, when so you dad start went, beating on a horse, 
in comes into pressure syndrome. Into you start pressure. whipping them and they just run back into it. And back. they remember it too. They're like, oh, this is the part where they, uh-oh, shut down. <laughs> this is the part where they beat me up, you know? Right. And so once they started training him to go the full track, he won everything and he's still winning everything. So, you know, it's off season there now. But uh, yeah, so Tommy Berry rode Pakistan Star. Now Tommy Berry is riding Chautauqua. Isn't that interesting? So we'll yeah. see. Tomorrow um, in Australia, tomorrow, it's, you know, it's 17 hours ahead, I think, there. Right now, he will run this trial between the third and fourth race. So they're doing a, a real, not dark day trial, a real day trial to get that uh, feeling of a real race with all the crowd there and everything. Has anybody like, done anything that your dad has recommended, or is this just going to be... Oh, not that we know of. We, I don't, you know, they're being, uh, the, the trainers, you know, you, you know, trainers are a little close to the vest. <laughs> they, don't, they don't like to, they don't like to share too much. Um, but they like to bring them in when it's like 11th hour and, you know, crisis time. So we'll see, we'll see what he does. If he, if he, I'm told by the owner that if he fails tomorrow, that we'll get the call. So stay tuned. You'll have to hear. <laughs> so basically wait until it's completely, utterly yeah. impossible. And everybody has done everything to completely ruin the horse and then call dad. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like a great plan. So, well, fair, hey, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Keep us all posted. Chautauqua, the story of Chautauqua. Google him and you will find all sorts of cool articles um, on it. Sure. And, and, anthropomorphism i don't know that word word. that word. but everybody oh my god he doesn't want to run no there's clearly something in the gate that he is not happy with and he takes the right person to figure it out anyway hope that was interesting um so we're going to hear from our title sponsor for today kentucky performance products and then we're going to come back with auditor Lindsay pierce who got a new horse and i'm i've been slacking and i finally got around to talk about it okay we hope. You muck out his stall every day. You toss him hay and feed him his grain with just the right supplements mixed in. You adjust his blankets to keep him comfortable. And you always make sure he has enough fresh water. Before you ride, you brush off all the dirt and notice every bump or scratch. As you train, you feel every stride and notice each swivel of his ears as he listens to your aids. After you ride, you pause for a hug because your relationship is what it's really all about. The feeling you get when you hug your horse is priceless. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Nalox Advanced. Fight back against colic and digestive upset. Nalox Advanced provides a scientifically advanced blend of ingredients <laughs> that work synergistically uh, to maintain no, your I horse's know, digestive just, tract in peak condition. So a horse cool. that matters to um, you so, matters to yeah, us. Exactly. Not yet. Not my horse yet. <laughs> okay. <all right. gasps> um, so, uh, Jen, I'm waiting on Jen to tell me. This is a, the behind the scenes. I'm waiting on Jen to tell me that Lindsay's on. Lindsay is ready for us to chat. Okay. Yay. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you're at work and you're probably not supposed to be on the phone with us right now. Um, but first I of all, tell us. You won't. Okay. okay. <laughs> Where are you calling at? Where are we calling you? Where are you? What state? I live in Alexandria, Virginia. I'm about 30 minutes south of Washington, D.C. 
Okay, great, great. Well, Lindsay, you got a new horse. Um, for those of us that kind of followed along with your life story with your old horse, Graham, beautiful paint horse, you did mounted archery with him. And then sadly, I mean, he was in your wedding and everything, and then sadly lost him kind of tragically. So you took a little break from horses, and now you're back, and you have a new, beautiful, off-the-track thoroughbred. Yay. Yeah, that's all correct. Uh, lost Graham to a very sudden colic back in December. Um, I didn't take too much time off of horses. You know, we just can't stay away when it's in our blood. But uh, around March, April, my old trainer from when I previously lived in Michigan said, Hey, I think I have your next horse. And I went up. He was actually at the Cantor facility that does uh, rehoming thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Michigan, and I went up and I tried a few, and I ended up purchasing one that was not the one that I originally went up to try. Um, <laughs> funny how that works sometimes. But he is a five-year-old. He's sixteen-one little bay, and Graham was a paint with uh, four white stockings. So I had said for a long time that I wanted my next horse to have a plain brown wrapper. I am done. Mm-hmm. cleaning white legs and, yeah. <laughs> and the rocket has a little white star and that's about it and I'm pretty pleased with that um he what is a uh... bred in Australia oh really Keep... yeah he was bred in Australia and raced in Hong Kong uh huh, for about two years bless his heart his jockey club name was fast rocket but he was a very slow rocket. He, <laughs> he, I think, raced 10 times and was like 10th or worse in every race. 10th <laughs> um, or worse and than worse. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was, uh, he was not, he's, he, he's not a racehorse, and that's okay because now he's mine. And mm. they imported, I think, 12 or 13 from the Hong Kong racetrack to the Michigan Tanter. Um, and the cool thing they do over there, or that's interesting to me, instead of doing lip tattoos like they do for the thoroughbreds in the U.S., they have shoulder tattoos. Mm. So he's uh, he's very recognizable in the field. Wow, I didn't know that. They yeah. said there's no tattoo under the lip? Correct, yeah. It's only on their shoulders. Do they do a freeze brand, or what do they do, Lindsay? Yes, I think it's a freeze brand. Yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Chautauqua's got a freeze brand on Probably shoulder. does, huh? Probably he's great. Does. Hard to, That's hard why to see he's a gray one. Yeah. my skin. Um, so <laughs> how is everything going with Slow Rocket? Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other the other funny thing about his name, well, first of all, it's the worst name for a racehorse ever. Best way to jinx yourself, right? Aww. But when he arrived at Cantor, he is not built like one of those skinny, tucked-up thoroughbreds. He looks more like an appendix or a straight quarter horse. He's got a big white chest and a big butt. I mean, he's not a dainty little guy. So his nickname at Cantor was Fat Rocket. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I mean, he's a great weight, but when you have him next to, you know, another four-year-old off-the-track thoroughbred, he does look like quite a chunk. Um, And so he arrived down to me in Virginia in early May, and we've been taking things super slow. He had no idea. I do eventing and dressage and fox hunting and mounted archery, as you you mentioned. Um, 
So I, I kind of just wanted something with a good attitude that could handle all of these interesting and exciting things. And I mean, he's just been great so far. It took him a little while to understand contact and using his body correctly, but I think we're really starting to make some great progress with that. Last night in our lesson, we had some real canner transitions where he actually used his booty. So that was exciting. And we've <laughs> been using him for mountain archery for yeah, I was pretty excited. And we've been using him for the Mounted Archery Club for over a month. Um, as long as we just walk, he has zero problems with it. I don't know too many, you know, five-year-old horses of any breed that could handle someone shooting arrows off yeah. of him, but he doesn't mind in the slightest. He's just a good kid. So, yeah, I'm very, very pleased and super excited to see where we go. Now, you were, I believe, when I recall, you were having some sort of issue with him. Do you remember, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes, we, he is not great about trailer loading. Mm. And we do have the dually halter, and we've been practicing with it. And okay. we're uh, definitely very incremental progress. Okay, that's smart. Yeah, but, that's smart. So what, you know, what is he, is he just not? Just not going on, or does he fuss when he's on it, or what's he doing? So he will get on, and then he only wants to stand for 10, 15 seconds, and then he wants to shoot backwards. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we spent a long, a long time just letting him stand there, and, you know, he has his alfalfa hay in front of him in the manger, and just letting him relax. I don't think he's ever been on a small trailer yeah. like the one that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, he, I mean, he has more frequent flyer miles than I do, but I don't think <laughs> he's ever seen any <laughs> small trailers. Yeah. So, so he was in quarantine and know, he came over on planes and boxes and everything. And he's usually free, kind of free to move around. Can you, and on your trailer, what kind of trailer do you have? I have a two horse straight load. It's a blender up, which is a common, uh, common trailer mm -hmm. in Europe. Not is it a, a ramp or a step up? It is a ramp, yes. It's a ramp. Good. Can you take out the middle partition? We move it over. It's really hard to take it over or take it is out, it? but take we do out. move it over all the way. Um, so he was, Here's he was what I'd love for you to really do is well. be able to take him on and turn him around and take him back off again and make it just like ad nauseum in circles and then go do the other know, way. Do you know mm -hmm. what, what, what my thoughts would be on this? Um, yeah. and Debbie, you've seen more, millions more than I have of these, yeah, but a, a horse that won't stand and back off to me has, this is what, this is what I would do. And to start with is I wouldn't get him up there and load him and make the, the end goal of getting him on the trailer, make, let's break it down even more. Think about this. You've got the dually halter on and he walks up to the trailer and you give him a rub and you give him a pat. Well, what I want to see is I want him to see, put one foot on the ramp and then back off. One mm -hmm. foot on the ramp, back up. Like, do the hokey pokey. One, left foot mm -hmm. on, left foot off. Left foot on, left foot off. And then do two feet. And, I mean, do it like a hundred times. Two feet on, two feet off. Give him a rub. Two feet on, two feet off. Give him a rub. And then three feet. And then four feet. And what you will find is a horse that you've, what, what happens is we all teach them to get on the trailer, but yeah. nobody teaches them to back off. Yeah. And so they, that's where they get a little bit of panic, especially with him. He's gone into boxes where he can walk straight out. 
So nobody's ever taught them to back off of a trailer. So they get Mm -hmm. on and then they freak out and they fly backwards because they're like, oh my God, I don't know. So if if you take the time to teach them to step on and step off one incremental foot at a time, that will really make a difference in how he's comfortably is standing there. Because now he knows how to horses don't eat. You don't ever see horses out in the field backing up for fun, you know, yeah. so you have to teach them how <laughs> to a do little it. beep, beep, beep that comes with yeah, them. Yeah. Beep, beep. No. Exactly. So maybe, maybe that makes give, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Maybe give that a try and don't make the goal about getting in, make the goal about teaching them how to get off. Exactly. Just foot by foot. Well, anyway, he was doing really well. We had progressed to the point where we had the butt bar up and he'd stand there for, you know, 10 minutes, no problem, just munching on his hay. And, uh, you know, and then the next day we put the ramp up and he was fine with that. And then we took him for his first like little mini ride. And then the next day when we tried to put the ramp up, he just refused to get on the trailer. And it was like we were back to square one. So I think starting back over with the, you know, reassuring mm-hmm. him that we're not just going to get on and slam the door, which we yeah. never did. But, you know, I think right. I think that's what he's afraid of now. Well, they have, they all have a, a story and a history, especially a racehorse who has been everywhere. You just never know what has happened. And horses, yeah. they do you know that the, their brain is the, is the, you know, say elephant never forgets the horses, the part of the brain of the elephant that never forgets is the same size as a horse's brain. So horses also never forget. I'm forgetting the, the technical words, but they don't forget. So you just have to replace all those bad pictures with new, better pictures. That's right. And then that'll, that'll help. Anyway, Lindsay, I'm so excited for you. Good luck. Yeah. Keep us posted. I didn't mean to talk trailer loading, but it ended up being a, a cool oh, thing to talk Let about. us know. Yeah. Tell us too how it goes, Lindsay. We'll see on the auditor's page, right? I've- I will certainly do that. And I, I hope to take the rocket man maybe to some fox hunts this winter. So definitely mm-hmm. we, we need to get the, the trailer loading down before we can start doing that. So I will keep you posted. Cool. Okay. Please do. Thanks. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Thanks for sharing your story. We all get in a rut when it comes to shopping for horse supplies online. If you have not tried horselovers.com yet, then you are missing out on one of the world's largest online tack shops and all the best brands like Noble Outfitters, Ariat, Turn 2, Tough One, Professionals Choice, Weaver, and many, many more. Visit horselovers.com every day to see their daily deals and flash sales. Horselovers.com has everything for the Western and trail rider. So get on over to horselovers.com today and save. They say the harder the work, the greater the reward. And this is hard work. This is the early morning workouts and the late nights spent with a new foal. This is the cold, the heat, the dirt, and the muck. The years it took to learn what potential looks like. This is our responsibility to those who came before and our legacy for those who will come after. This is a commitment to the thoroughbred, to the people, to the land, to doing things the right way. 
the hard way. Because it's not just about the moment at the finish line or when the gavel falls. It's the sacrifice, the sweat, the failure, and the faith. This is our industry. This is our life's work. And we are so honored to have Mr. Ted Bassett on our show. Good morning, Mr. Bassett. Good morning. Good to hear from you. Well, it is an honor to have you on. You have quite the career. Um, and I was just on your website, tedbassett.com. And I mean, there's a picture of you and, and the queen and you and Ronald Reagan. What an amazing life. And I just read that you have a new book as well as having done this commercial. Well, you're right. We're, we're still holding on with a string, but uh, keeping keeping <laughs> keeping our feet together as much as possible. How are you um, all down there? Well, we're fantastic. Uh, you're talking to, I'm Jamie and I'm in Phoenix and you're talking to Debbie and she is in California. And, um, I got to tell you, you, the Keeneland is such an important part of my life. Mm -hmm. I got mm -hmm. to gallop racehorses at Keeneland when I was a lot younger and dumber. Um, and so really? I did. It's one of my favorite places. And I'm on a side note, I'm building a barn and I'm doing it in Keeneland colors, the green and the white. <laughs> so we're trying uh, to make it oh look like Keeneland. So it's very cool to have you on. Why don't you tell everybody what your kind of role with Keeneland uh, race course has been? Well, I'm delighted that you, you're familiar with it and you were here. Were you, uh, were you an exercising? Were, were you, uh, were you actually riding in the races or were you, um, I was just an exercise rider. I'm, I'm really tall. I'm five, three. So it really took me <laughs> out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're pretty darn good. Well, thank you very much. It was, it was definitely one of the most fun things I've ever done. And to do it at Keeneland was, was such an honor. Now you worked at Keeneland as a president and general manager board chairman of the board, trustees, all of that for 40 years with Keeneland. Well, it has, I've been very fortunate to, to have the opportunity to be associated here. It's been a, been a wonderful sort of, uh, experience. Uh, Keeneland is, as you know, a unique place. We try to keep it up like a national park, and we're lucky enough to race in the most two of the most beautiful months in Kentucky in April and October. So we're looking forward to the four race meeting coming up in October. But we got the big September sale starting in about ten days with about four thousand yearlings. So that's going to be an exciting time. Wow. Are you still involved in the day-to-day -day at Keeneland? Uh, Keeneland tolerates me. <laughs> uh, I have a little, I have a little highway office about, uh, oh, three quarters of a mile from the grandstand. And, um, I, I don't know what I do without it. I come in every day and fortunate enough to grab breakfast in the track kitchen where, 
um, there are no holes barred, and uh, <laughs> we mm-hmm. have an interesting time every month. month. But I'm I'm lucky just to be able to be a, continue to be associated and come to it most most every day. And and this commercial that you did, how do you feel like it it described Keeneland and what it's known for? Well, uh, Keeneland is a very unique place. Uh, you know, we're very fortunate. As I said earlier, we race in two of the most beautiful months. We have um, no shareholders. We have no pressure to pay dividends. So it's a unique place. In the very beginning, when Keeneland was started in the midst of the Depression in the 1930s, we had no money at all. And the founders that were trying to start it because the old racetrack had closed started from scratch. But the mission was to build a model racetrack to be a very responsible citizen within the community and the industry and to have service of both self. And that's been sort of the hallmark of Keeneland for the last 82 years. And it's really a special place to be associated with. And, and fortunately, the community seems to welcome us and uh, support us both in the racing and the sales. It is, in my opinion, having now been out to the California tracks, Del Mar and Santa Anita, I, I still just, there's nothing, even with the amazing backdrop, you know, of the ocean or the mountains at, at Santa Anita, I just still can't say that there's any more beautiful place as a racetrack than Keeneland Racecourse. Well, you're awfully kind, and we feel the same, although those two tracks you mentioned have their own inherent beauty, the ocean and the mountains. But here in central Kentucky, one of the things that makes it really special for us, too, is that we're sort of the international crossroads of the thoroughbred industry. You know, we have our, we have about... Um, 350 stallions, about 20,000 mares, and, you know, 15,000, 16,000 foals a year. So we have a sort of an inventory of horses that help us both conducting our race meetings as well as the four major sales. So we're fortunate about the climate, about the location, and about the mission. And what do you think some of the biggest challenges are for the mission right now, which is, I'm assuming, just to promote the racing industry and keep it going? Well, I think one uh, and one of the most interesting problems, how it's going to work out, is sports betting that uh, has been approved now in seven different states. And um, it has yet to be approved in Kentucky, but... The interesting thing about uh, New Jersey at Monmouth and Delaware Park that have instituted sports betting, most of us had a great fear and apprehension that it would sort of gobble us up, you know, that it would take precedence over paramutual wagering. But it's very interesting that Monmouth Park, which started with, you know, with a home run with a beautiful sports betting casino already uh, built at Monmouth, but uh, the early returns are that uh, racing is not only holding its own, but is up about 5% uh, 
at Monmouth and up about 4% at Delaware Park. So it looks like uh, at this stage, they were not totally being engulfed by it and, and destroyed by sports betting. I think it's bringing a new better into our game that is used to wagering and being possibly intrigued by the new challenge of paramutual horse racing. Gotcha. So just keeping the, uh, I mean, that's where the money comes from is the gambling. So in the, the paramutual, I'll tell you what, I have contributed to Keeneland <laughs> several times. That's all I ever do is contribute. I, I know. I like draws. to see that I'm just <laughs> donating money to the racing industry is yeah. how I feel <laughs> when I learn it. And I'll never forget one time I was, you know, I was a poor college student, but the call of the the betting window was strong with this one. Okay. So (laughs) I go and I started like really learning how to do trifectas. I was, I was betting trifectas. I was so amazing and I never won. And I'm, I'm like, that's it. And I tore my tickets and I threw them in the air, you know, dramatic fashion and walked out. And then Oh, uh, there's an inquiry. There's oh. An inquiry. Like, oh, my God. Where's my tickets? <laughs> like going oh, ground. my goodness. Gracious. I know. And, well, and I, well, it's interesting what you say about that, because for 62 years, Keelan had no public address system. We were sort of an enigma mm-hmm. in the racing industry. But the original founders and directors at the time felt that um, the public address system paid more attention to calling people and telling them that post time, 10 minutes, get your bets down. The emphasis was more their feeling on the gambling aspect rather than the sporting, the beauty, the challenge of racing. So for, we had a sort of our, our head stuck in the sand for many years, believing that this was the way to do. It's hard to visualize that today, but we put a, put a PA in in 1997, and um, thinking there was going to be a great sort of um, outpour of, why are you changing after all these many? Well, there wasn't even a rebel, and it goes on now, and we <laughs> wondered how in the world we survived those years without informing the public of what was going on. Uh, Yeah, it's true. It's really nice. And it was about 1997 that this happened. So I I was right there on the, on the cusp. I think the first year that I was there, there was, it was just, it's, it's weird because when you're used to being at other tracks, there's so much activity and, and here they come. And Keeneland was always so quiet (laughs) aside from the cheers, you know? So it was always like, who's going, okay, who's in front. And so now to have the PA is definitely Definitely nice. Now let's let's before we let you go, I want you to tell us about your book. Well, um, I never really started to write a book. I didn't think there would be any interest at all. And uh, strangely enough, why it started, uh, the University of Kentucky started a program uh, of oral history on people, particularly about. Uh, the early days, not of Keeneland, not of thoroughbred racing, but I used to be head of the Kentucky State Police for a number of years during the sort of turbulent years of civil rights, busing, school busing, riots. Um, it, it, it was a very difficult, and they were more interested, not necessarily in what I was doing or 
how fortunate I've been to be associated with Keeneland, but how we were able to uh, integrate the Kentucky State Police in those days. So it, it started way out in left field. And as a result of talking about what we were doing in those days, in my early days at Keeneland, the book just sort of strangely evolved. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun thinking back about the peaks and valleys that everyone, everyone's got a book in them somewhere. And, um, but this turned out to be a really a series of happy recollections. Some peaks, some valleys, like everybody has, but so far, they sell a book every now and again, and uh, I'm pleased so far with the public reception of it. Wow, I'm looking at your website, tedbassett.com, and the photographs are just incredible. What a life you've led. This is going to be such an interesting book, and maybe you just might sell another one today. <laughs> to me. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I appreciate your answer. And what a pleasure it's been talking to you. And um, I hope that um, we'll have the great good fortune of you visiting Keeneland mm-hmm. again in the near future. I'll be there in April. I'll be there for, I think, closing day is usually when I come. So I'm, oh, I, I tie it in with Rolex. So let's see. And yeah, usually last day of Keeneland is on the Friday before, you know, where dressage is at Rolex. So we, we, we come every spring, so I can't miss a day at Keeneland. Well, I look forward to see you and I hope you'll give me the pleasure of inviting you to lunch. Well, that would be an honor and, and, and we'll book it. Let's do it. Good. All right. Wonderful. Mr. Bassett, thank you so much for coming on and I'll see you in April. I look forward to it, and thank you, and good luck. Thank you. You too. I love it. Bye. Bye. I love it. He's at the track. He's got to wish you good luck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Lovely. Don't you love his Southern charm? He's wonderful. Okay. I really loved him. I'm glad you did, too. I could have talked to him forever. Oh, my gosh. He was, was, exactly. He could just sit and, I can't wait to read his book. I know. I know. Can you imagine how many people he knows? Great like the stories, stories that he could man. tell of great trainers and great horses. In, in this oh. gallery, it's him with like Ronald Reagan and Elizabeth yeah. Taylor. And then he's at a basketball game next to Ashley Judd. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> so cool. And there's yeah. pictures of him in 1945 and Japan, you know, in the war and I just, oh oh my gosh, what an interesting guy. I had no idea that this was going to take that turn, by the way. All you were supposed to talk about was a commercial. And then I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, this guy's fascinating. Uh, You're going to have such a fun lunch, don't you think? I mean, gosh, take a tape recorder. Yeah. I'll have to remind him of what we uh, talked about. (laughs) Be like, hi, maybe we should book him at like for opening meet. Yeah. uh, And and then he'll remember me later (laughs) on. Because what a what a cool thing would be to sit down with them and do an equestrian legend. <gasps> Perfect! Yes. Oh my gosh! Okay. Yes, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Uh, I remember you. You're that tall, five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> You're that tall jockey girl. <laughs> Too tall for a jockey. I was like, yeah, almost five three. So kind of big deal. Great. I say, pay attention. Gosh, if you ain't good. met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. 
Well, it's a laissez-faire, let the buyer beware. Horse trade, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trade, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Okay, we are having a little drama here. Uh, hey, uh, Chad, I'm trying to call Chad because I just realized that this morning I might have left the water on install too. Can you go? Ch- <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. It's done. <laughs> I just had that moment of like, oh my God. Yeah. I've been sitting here for an hour. I yeah. don't want to be that girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to use that very often. Uh, so yeah. you're funny. <laughs> yes, lucky me, uh, lucky chili. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so moving cool. on, okay. we're gonna talk do some really bad ads. Do we have a prize uh, this, this month? month? This month, our really bad ads brought to you by Tack of the Day. Oh yes, yeah. Talk about prizes. That is your every single day of the week. I think it's or is it Monday through Friday? Oh, I'm not sure. But oh, no, every- it's Mondays or Friday because on Friday, Tack of the Day sends out an email and it's like some ridiculous deal and it's amazing. And they will keep that deal and remind you of how awesome it is on Saturday and Sunday with emails, too. So they will go last chance. OK, we got one more day. So yeah, the- Tack right. of the Day is a typical way that they do it is at noon Eastern time. They come out with a new product. Or products in this case now. So, yeah, there's one hour and 54 minutes left to get your stud kit, um, which (gasps) is really a huge stud kit. Yeah. So those listening later, I wish I knew what tomorrow's deal was, but they have weekly steals as well. And um, first thing is a saddle pad. So, you know, I have to get it. Saddle pads and wraps and they have gel wraps right now. Gel wraps. Yeah, gel wrap. So you wrap it and then you put a wrap over it and it cools the leg down. It's $25. It's on sale for $13.99. I'm going to go get some because the water's not cold here in Florida. Exactly. Same here. So go check that out. They also have little dog blankets. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know somebody that has a deer that is cold (laughs) at night and um, the baby deer needs a blanket. He needs a blanket. Is there anything in blue? Because he has a boy. There's a Weatherbeta. I'm on the site right now. Weatherbeta has a windbreaker 40, 420D, which is very tear resistant, and it's um, $22.99 on sale. So. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, it's end of summer gift. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. Father's Day? No, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> deer Day. I'm not going to tell you day. who has a deer, but somebody oh. has a oh. pet deer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on this. I'm on the website. Yep. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. Tackoftheday.com is where you will find all of this awesome information. You know, so. Tack of the Day takes 15 minutes longer than it used to since Tack of the Day came on board. <laughs> <laughs> it's worthy. Well, it's- you did ask what the prize is for this month, and the prize for this month is the big bag o swag from Ada. So it's oh, all yeah. the little adorable bits and pieces and useful new products and clever inventions that we get from Ada. It's going to come Fine. in a little cardboard box. Actually, it's going to be a good big cardboard box because there's a lot of it. And uh, it will be chock-a-block full of surprises. 
Cool. Well, let's do it. First ad. First ad. Remember, you will get two entries into the really bad ads if you read it your damn self. Oh, and that's, that's right. what that's yeah. what Tammy did. So let's hear Tammy's. Okay. Tammy in Kansas. Shout out to Scary. This one's from Missouri. No punctuation <laughs> needed. Ten-year-old was broke to ride at one time is what we was told. We bought him a month ago and gelded him before we bring him home. He is halter broke, easy to catch, very friendly. We'll come right to you when you call. We have worked a little on lunging and a few ground things and had saddle and pad and sat on him a few times. He didn't mind a few and a few. He acted up. <laughs> Stand for fur. He's trimmed, wormed, had his shots, asking a thousand dollars. Has papers that need sent in. Something about last owner lost him, so I don't understand, but they will go with him if we can find him. Please text American Paint Horse. <laughs> oh my god that was so good uh, good terrible. job tammy <laughs> so let me get this straight y'all bought this horse thought it was gentle they hope broke <laughs> and then you turn out you bring him home and he's a big old stallion that's not started so yeah, uh, sort of <laughs> not sure about those papers either yeah somebody, uh, some, somewhere somebody has them yeah, yeah. Now, let me get this straight you had a, a stud colt turned into a stud that then had no papers, so geld that. Which they did. <laughs> okay, you get to read the next one. Sent I'm not sure about Beth. this. Yeah, Beth, Beth, thank you for sending this in. You'll have to interpret for me, but I'm going to read it anyway. It's just, just read I'm, it as it's written. That's I'm reading it as it's written. I'm looking for a great Dane. All right, could be a Danish person. I don't know. I prefer <laughs> a male. <laughs> I prefer a male Danish for a person. <laughs> I prefer a young house <laughs> trained one, you know? Oh, yeah. House Need trained. Need to be potty trained. Yeah. I want a big one or one that's going to be big, you know? Uh, <laughs> I can't pay $600 for one, but I'm willing to trade. Oh, uh, no. Here's the good part. Yeah. For trade, I have a guinea pig. <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> adorable, what? and pretty colored. <laughs> I Wait. also have a one-year-old Tennessee walking horse. Is the Hold guinea on. is the guinea pig a man from New Guinea in short stature? Oh, I hadn't thought of that one, Jen. I don't know. So, as opposed to the Great Dane, so, as opposed to the tall Dane. I can't tell. Beth, the house that tells is this tongue in cheek or is for real? House I prefer a Dane. male Danish person that's potty trained as well. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> let's assuming this is a dog. Great Danes are minimum, I believe, around $1,500. So um, you've got a Great Dane. You prefer an already potty trained male Great Dane. That's going to be huge. So we're going to go with at least $1,500. Do you know how much you can buy a guinea pig for at the store? (laughs) (laughs) They give them away, I hope. Like, wait till tomorrow. You'll have another one. There's exactly. (laughs) <laughs> They're six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so markup. Beth, typically, Debbie, this is where I say, "Gosh, I wish we had that person's phone number to call and see yeah. if anybody so how many traded." Did you get? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't need to call this person. I'm gonna assume that nobody's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good assumption, I think. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Scott sent in the next one. Oh my God, I don't even know how to read this thing. 
I'm glad you're reading this one, yeah. <laughs> Cheap horse, $200. And hum, humbadot. <laughs> I'm supposed to say Humboldt, I'm sure, but they're spelled it wrong. Probably, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. No punctuation, no capitalization. I'm going to read it as written. Cheap horse, $200. I have a five-year-old. It's either a stud or a paint. I'm not <laughs> sure. It's up to date. And I have a saddle if you want the saddle and the horse. The price is $350. And it's kid broke. It is a good horse. It's just eating me out of house and home and text or call. Yeah, <laughs> even the text and the call too. I guess. Let's yeah. let's take this apart, shall we? <laughs> it's two hundred dollars in the title, but it's three fifty in the ad. Not to be whatever, but that's a hundred fifty dollar difference. But the point is, they have a, a they know it's five, but mm-hmm. it's either a stud or a paint. One or the other. I'm not sure yeah. which. Could it be both? <laughs> not, no, not possibly. Could it's not be either both. or Jen. Hello. <laughs> Good one, Scott. Thank you very much. Next one comes in from Kelly Harmon. She sent it in herself. This is Kelly from Minnesota, and here is a really bad ad from Facebook. Seven to eight years old, comma, was broke out at one time, comma, rode her a little two years ago, comma, she was fine, comma, haven't had spare time to work on her, comma, so offering her now if there is any interest, comma, easy keeper, comma, easy to handle, comma, ties, comma, everything well, comma, 14.3 to 15 hands, Bay Roan, comma, mare, space, comma, located in Clearwater, comma, does have a scar on back leg, never been sore, comma, 100% sound, comma, 500 should be a great project, comma, I don't see her as a mean horse at all, comma. <laughs> Despite what they the say. At the end of the ad, it ends with a comma. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like I kept waiting for more, you know, with like with the comma, just really got me, comma, comma, really comma, pulled comma. me in. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That's great, comma. Um, by the <laughs> way, last week we had a New Zealander read um, a lot of punctuation, yeah, and Chad actually listened. Um, and he never listens, uh, so he actually listened to the show, and he was like, "I don't know who that is, but I could listen to a whole show of her doing that." <laughs> With that accent, right? Comma, comma, oh, comma. Dot, dot, dot. So lovely, so lovely. All right, the next one comes from Chelsea. Quiet horse. $5,000. So I'm going to say, I'm going to read it like quiet horse, $5,000. <laughs> and then it goes to all capitalization, not suitable <laughs> for beginners. Yeah. So it's, is it quiet? Or, I don't know. Jewel is a 12 euro, 15.7 <laughs> yeah. hands. That's right. 15.7 hands. She's quiet. Oh my God. Hold on. We got to back this train up. This is Houston, Texas, y'all. Oh, Not suitable yeah. for beginners. Jules is 12 euro, 15.7 hands. She's quiet and ain't much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I had to back up because it actually says they ain't. Yeah. <laughs> She's quiet and she ain't much trouble. Only rides. Responds Western, rideable yeah. <laughs> WT. 
but Canner needs some work. She'll crow hop into gates, so beware. Never been before, but can be barn slash herd sour. Do not ride this horse on trails. <laughs> Needs rider with quiet hands and absolutely no whips or spurs. I do not offer test rides. I love that. <laughs> U- UPU may be open to trades for a well-trained thoroughbred quarter horse. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this one ain't. <laughs> this one ain't. She ain't. And this is well, and this is trouble. five thousand dollars that yeah. you have to buy it, but you don't get to try it. <laughs> That's right. I don't allow that. I do not. She says the not for theme fair. today is I don't need any phone numbers because I know nobody has called. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, that's a type. Good, Chelsea. Yeah. Very, very nice one. Very nice one. Yeah. All right, Marianne, all send right. the next one in, and this is mm-hmm. all you. Okay. Did I do my southern? Can I try southern? Oh. Glenn isn't here. I'll, I'll do southern for Glenn. Well, it's selling the mule, so you got to do it. I got to do southern. <laughs> <laughs> that's a southern sweet oh right gosh. there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be southern sweet. Mule for sale or trade. <laughs> Chelsea in. Young gelded mule. Do they gelded mule? Gentle. For sale or trade. Make me an offer. <laughs> I would trade for a field sprayer or a wagon or a hay elevator or trade for a goat or a lamb. I think I'd trade for anything. <laughs> no, I added that. <laughs> Miss Scarlett, I do believe you have it down. Oh my right? gosh, it's perfect. Yeah. A gelded I, mule. That's I'm trying I to take- figure out. I take the trailer aspect of the accent and you win high class, which is, does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> there was no ain't in mine. Not one ain't. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll trade for a field sprayer. <laughs> a hay elevator. This girl knows her business, though. You know? I, I'll even trade this young gelded mule for a goat yeah. or a uh, lamb. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. That You nailed it. Wow. You are a Southern right. darling. I'm oh a Southern God. darling. I'll someday in another life. Laureen. <laughs> Raising the bar on really bad ads. <laughs> Man, she's good. <laughs> All right, here we go, Laureen. Another great accent. This is Laureen Barden, and I'm going to read a bad ad. The ad starts out pretty normal. 17-year-old registered quarter horse, $1,500, Arlington, Tennessee. The pictures are, are normal. Horses is, is cute. But the ad itself, it starts out with a capital letter and ends in a period, and there is no punctuation in between. <laughs> Good kid broke horse have papers and picks to prove he is what he is. No low ballers. We just aren't riding as much as we were healthy as can be and muscled up neck reins and is a good trail horse for someone with little or no experience. Price is pretty firm. I love her accent (laughs) And I just I mean obviously she's like Gotta be in what Brooklyn Or some area up in New York Like how far Does she have to search for a really bad ad Because Ah, there there can't be A Brooklyn farming garden section Right (laughs) in Craigslist Uh, I can't imagine No, She's really reaching Now the next one is trailer Joy Joy sent this one in, and um, I'm going to read the ad, and I'm going to let you describe it. 
Good tire lights, floor good newer. Hitch, eight foot inside, two stall Dave. Trade for Dave. question mark. Trade for now. Man. Here's the thing. I would like to channel the Southern Debbie and have you describe this trailer in a way that you would try to sell it to me. So please. <laughs> Being a responsible Southern. <laughs> <laughs> I would I have myself trouble I'm describing sorry. <laughs> this to sell you. I, I would say it's seen better days, to be honest. But I think if if you have a horse that you don't admire too much, you might be tempted to put it in this metal box that looks, it's called rusted red. That would be the color. And the, the wheels have seen, and the tires have seen better days. I don't know why there are no windows in it. You you might haul scary looking horses in that thing. I don't know. Uh, good. To, I'd like to see the floor in that thing. It's ugly. I am dying. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> it's got a newer hitch, though. You know. Other than that, if you uh, don't admire your horse, you may want to put it in this trailer. <laughs> that is southern. <laughs> Southern Southern girl, are you my kin? Are you from Georgia? Because I feel like maybe you've been in the wrong place. That what's I grew amazing. Up in a weird place. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> so really ugly. It's not as ugly as some of the things that you've had in these ads. So for my first bad trailer, it's not that bad. But I, I would not do you, Jamie. I would not your sell this. Description piece. of rusted red was a beautiful color description, <laughs> Jen. How do you think she did? I Jen had to mute herself because she was dying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it took me a minute to come back because, <clears throat> yeah, I had it almost asphyxiated from sucking oh, up water bad. while I laughed. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was a work of art. Oh, oh my God. Yes. That was Scarlett O'Hara has been reborn. Oh, please. Oh, my uh, gosh. Play Taras. Play Taras. Okay. Taras. <laughs> Let's, Let's get that Tara. box of crap. This is a bad ad from Texas Horse Equine Tack Trailer Sales. Oh. It did. Oh no! Oh, there it goes. Is it going? Nope. Let me let me do it again. It stopped. Let me do it again. Go. Failure to launch with these. Yeah. This is a bad ad from Texas Horse Equine Tack Trailer Sales. Obviously, it's in Texas. I have two horses for sale, both riding. First is a nine-year-old black gelding stand about 15, 15 ones. Haven't taped exact on him. He's had five rides and taken a bridle. Side note, B-R-I-D-O-L. <laughs> Has a lip tattoo on him, FF26. Don't know where it came from nor what it means. Never bucked with me in the saddle with him. Samson is still learning cues and getting a feel for everything. Then there's Mary. Side note, Mary is spelled M-A-R-R-Y. A four-year-old 13-2 hand bay mare. Anyone intermediate and up can ride her. She's had experienced kids on her, been shot off, have hauled all over Texas. Swam in lakes, been down rocky ravines, and waded through rivers. I have videos of it all. Mary rides halter, hackamore, bridle, saddled, or bareback. Side note, bridle is spelled B-R-I-D-O-L again. Yeah. She'll drag anything, is fast when asked, and has a good handle overall. Will only hold for a non-refundable deposit. Both horses are located in Lufkin, Texas, and are priced at eight zero zero. I guess that means eight hundred because eight is spelled out. 
Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Fantastic. I'll, I do think that maybe I need to go get Mary. She sounds like lovely. Yeah. Yeah. You should pick her up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now the next one you may, are you tired of doing the Southern accent? Because I do have to tell you that this, uh, this appears to be in here. Dothan, which is in Alabama. Uh Oh, all right. I don't know if I can do Alabama here. All you right, you so, know what though? Yeah. Here you, you can do the next one, which is okay. in Lake park. And uh, you do because the, that's going to require, I didn't even know that was in Georgia. So you go. Yeah. It's, it's in Alabama. It's in Alabama. Come on. But I oh, have more oops. of a, an, uh, an Alabama esque accent. Whereas oh. the next one, I think your, I your genteel accent is going to work better. All right, y'all. QH Gelden started $300 and Dothan, it's Alabama, y'all. Right. Reduced for a quick sale, $300. Well built, agile, athletic, and sure footed. He's Gelden, cutting bread. Four year old, 14 3. These are all, these are all different lines. So, four year old, 14 3. Current Coggins was regged at one time. Was broke at one time. <laughs> you mu- you must pick up. You gotta come get this. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with him. Y'all come and get him three hundred dollars. That's that's less than meat right now. All I'm trying to do is get this damn four year old off my property. He ain't registered. He's not broke. He's crazy as hell, y'all. He could be potentially good at cutting. I only know that because he tries to escape when I open the gate. So that's the only reason I know that he can go back. He dodges around quick. me real good. Yeah, exactly. He, I think he'd be really good at cutting. Because you should see him spook at the deer. Oh, my Best God. Best thing I did was get the current Coggins so you can get him out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were able to rope him, get a needle in his neck, and draw him a picture. Oh, <laughs> get him registered at, had to actually even be um, abbreviated. How do you abbreviate registered? R-E-G, D, you know, apostrophe D. Registered at one time. Rigged. You got to read yeah. it as written. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so Benny, Benny sent the next one. You have this one. Okay, so and you think I should read this hat? What did you say? Where's oh, Lake this Park? Is, it doesn't matter because when you find out the horse's name, it will be Southern. Oh. It will be Southern. Okay, yeah. all right, I'll do Southern then. Okay, four-year-old barrel horse for sale. Now, is that, is that a little less ingenious? so good. It's perfect. So <laughs> $3,500 in Lake Park. Four-year-old paint gelded. He's by Chips Hot Chocolate. Whiskey ah, has had 60 days of barrel training. He's going to be a push-style horse. He's also very ratty. Ready? <laughs> ready? ready? Only reason ready? for sale is I like a free runner, and he's going to be pushed, so we're not going to be a good fit. We're just not going to be a good fit. <laughs> so basically... uh. As much yeah, as I spur this damn horse, that he won't run the barrels. He ain't going to be a barrel horse. Uh, he's he's buy chips hot chocolate, which is yeah. really something special. Is that um, okay? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love. See, remember, um, Jen, that Debbie's father named my horses. Okay, That's he's so- named Zara and he named Zeus. And I must tell you that the most terrifying thing to me when I handed this decision over to him, I said, whatever you go with, Debbie helped facilitate this. Whatever you go with is going to be what I name my horses. Yeah. And, you know, he's a quarter horse guy. 
along with he does everything but he's a quarter horse guy and i swear to god i was so afraid that debbie's gonna be like all right dad named him his name is Zip Chocolate Chip Whiskey yeah. Bill <laughs> Buckle. Uh, <laughs> I was so scared. Coco Loco, like, yeah. Coco Loco Zip's Chocolate Chip Buckle. Uh, <laughs> impressive RH. <laughs> Black uh, Teeth Lita Whiskey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get a little close to our Western world over here, Jamie. I uh, know. I was so scared. And he came up with great names. So it, it ended up working out. But my God, I was like, oh my God, please don't name it a quarter horse. Promised. <laughs> promised. Promised. Yeah. Yeah. No, whiskey. You got that one. Okay. Whiskey. He's a flop. Yeah. Randy. He's ready. Yeah. He's, he's ready. He can't rate the barrels. Yeah. Rady, Rady. That's what that is. All right. We did it. I got through my first really bad ad. Oh my gosh. You killed it, girl. You killed it. It was awesome. Uh, Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. Good to know. All right. Well, thank you so much for co hosting with me and uh, and Jen and for producing and and Debbie coming in. I know it's it's early for you because it's equally early for me. Early. Now I have to go take my kid to school because my husband's going to play golf. Oh, oh, before it gets hot there. Oh, it already is. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have a good one, everybody. Spay, neuter, and geld. Have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Debbie. Girl. 